0: Right, whiskey fans, welcome back to another Whiskey Brothers podcast. GC, how are you?
1: Fantastic, mate. As always, always well. always say that. Um, and what a day it is
0: today. First Wednesday of the week. First Wednesday of the week. Always enough. my favorite Wednesday of the week. And more importantly, though, special guest, which is a real treat for us, as always. I do like talking to you, you know, exclusively at times, but every now and then it's nice to just get a a real professional in uh, which we've got today so you want to uh make a little quick introduction gc get us get the ball rolling because um i'm thirsty so i want to get started yeah look i'll just pick myself up from the canvas
1: um and then yeah like as you as you mentioned it's um it's nice to share me around sean you can't just be exclusive all the time but um very very lucky we put it out there. Probably this has been a project in the works for a while. Actually, we put this out there maybe three months ago, maybe longer, just mid-lockdown. Um, put it to the fans and which uh, which distillers or distillery or basses, someone that they'd um, they'd like to talk. And a, a resounding response um, indicated Archie Rose, Archie Rose. So here we are, and we're very fortunate to have Dave from Archie Rose. Welcome, Dave. Yeah, thanks for having me, gents been here now mate what's uh let's just introduce yourself a little bit to the fans what is your particular role at Archie Rose? Yeah I'm the
2: uh I'm master distiller is my title I'm just like a professional drinker really that's that's what I do um yeah so kind of in charge of making the juice and uh, occasionally I get they let me out to to chat to some gents like you about it as well.
1: Mate um if I am ever at any stage in my life referred to as a master distiller of Professional drinker. Um, that's Gustavo's. That's curtains for me. I would be that happy. So you've got both, which is fantastic. I'm pleased for you whilst being jealous. But um, yeah, what do you think, Sean? That's not so bad. Job description.
0: Oh, it's exciting, mate. Excited to have the, the person in charge of the wonderful flavors that we've come to love uh here to to, chat to So I'm excited to get stuck into that. Now, we do have uh a tasting that we're going to go through. We've got three whiskies to drink. And we are going to get started on that and we're going to talk as we go. So what's the order? What uh, We've got the single malt, we've got the rye malt, and we've got the blast for me to drink. What suggestion would you have in terms of order that we should drink that in? Yeah,
2: I reckon we start with the rye malt. I think that's a, that's a good starting spot.
0: Yeah. That's an explosive start. And I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, All right, so tell us a bit about this. Obviously, this is, um, I mean, I've just literally picked up my second bottle of it. Uh, it's award-winning it's it's probably I mean I, I don't know how you feel about it I feel in my opinion it certainly put you guys on the map um this particular whiskey so talk tell us a little bit about it how it came about and obviously how it was to um to receive that massive award you guys got as well
2: yeah yeah no um it's done really well for us I mean rye is just like the worst grain it is just flat out uh the toughest grain to work with and you just have to have like this masochistic kind of streak to, to want to make whiskey with it. But, um, it's delicious. That's the problem. So really we, we started from the, from the get go with, um, with about 75% malted rye, which is a little bit yeah. unusual cause we, we call it a, a rye malt. Um, I suppose like a lot of guys in the States and so on, they kind of talk about it as like, you know, rye whiskey, um, and they tend to use unmalted rye. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of almost making like a rye whiskey in like some weird Australian Scottish hybrid kind of exist that we just made up. Um, cool. and, but with like a pretty solid nod to, to the U S as well. So yeah, we, we use malted rye cause we think that, um, it has like a softer rounder sort of flavor. Um, and yeah and then we also use um some pretty pretty classy oak as well some pretty classy barrels so we get those out of the states so we use 36 month air dry um like oak um with a range of different and chars about four different and chars so yeah i mean i suppose my background is like i kind of grew up in the wine industry a little bit like my dad's a winemaker my grandfather was a winemaker and you talk to any winemaker like you know do you use like kiln-dried barrels or do you use air-seasoned oak? Um, and they would look at you like you're an absolute alien because, of course, they would use air-seasoned, um, you know, that kiln-dried stuff, that's the furniture. So, so what we did was we, we went out there and, and from the get-go we, we wanted to – to land on this really lovely air-season oak. And so what, they, what that actually means is they, they cut the, the oak tree down and they sit it out in a yard for three years. And they let, yeah, let all of the kind of harsh tannins and kind of rough edges kind of just weather out of the oak. Um, and then they'll go ahead and make the barrel itself. So um, when, we, when we use that oak, like it's just the tannins are soft. It's kind of creamy and round. And it gives a lovely sort of sweetness um, to, to the whiskey and so we're trying to pair that up with with our rye malt which is pretty soft to start with 75 percent if you talk to any brewer like they'll they'll start start getting a twitch in their eye when you talk about anything more than 10 percent <laughs> uh, we we go there um actually recently done 95 percent um which was yeah i wasn't a popular man on that day but we, we got it done and um yeah and so this one was was made a few years ago um this has got a small amount of local new south wales uh malted uh rye in it um and the rest of it we has come from overseas um the main reason for that is there was just like that many years ago there was just no one with like enough kind of volume um to supply us with malted rye so we've been working really closely with the guys at Voyager um, and Griffith in New South Wales, and they do an awesome job. Um, and now, yeah, we've got quite a few tonnes kind of heading our way. Um, but, yeah, in terms of flavour, I mean, <clears throat> mm. what I really like about this whiskey is, yeah, I've mentioned the kind of oak profile. It's like I think of like vanilla ice cream um, It's kind of the way, way I kind of feel that should be. It's like really creamy and silky. <clears throat> get a bit of cola sometimes like coca-cola kind of vibe sometimes a bit of coffee um and for me yeah i get some nice stone fruit
0: yeah i get a bit of um yeah i get a bit like a spice like a maybe like ginger or some sort of um i don't know almost like a herbal tea as well it's like it's really good and and this is an interesting one because greg and i not long ago well a while ago now maybe 18 months or so ago um we're on the market for a rye malt because it are just like you know getting into rye malt and saw it there was an Australian place doing it Archie Rose like heard a lot about it so we gave it a go and just fell in love with it straight away it was so delicious um and actually I don't know if you remember obviously you would remember I think I think the day we bought this I also saw in Dan Murphy's I believe it was a Vegemite I want to say a Vegemite whiskey or something does that ring a bell
2: yeah yeah so it was um it's called Archimite. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That was a bit of a jaunt. It was um, so really where where that started off was we um I remember saying all the distillers, all the lads, and we were basically like, you know, you can you can distill anything, right? Like you could even distill Vegemite and they'll like prove it. So we did it and it wasn't terrible. So um, I had this bottle sitting on my desk for about a year, and anyone that was interested would get a get a sit. And eventually people, we just, I don't even know how, we just decided we were gonna release it as a product basically. Mm. Um, And so about nine months later, we had this bottle of finished Archimite in our hands. And I remember saying to, oh, I think the the owner Will kind of said to me, he was like, what have we done? Like, (laughs) this is insane. Um, So yeah, it was distilled kind of mites, um, not just Vegemite, it was like other stuff as well. Toast and butter, so it was like Vegemite on toast with butter,
0: yeah. And you know, that's one of my favorite breakfasts. I can't believe I didn't pick up a bottle now, I do regret it. Um, yeah, back to the rye mold, mate. This is absolutely fantastic. Now, tell us what it was like when in the award, it was the World Whiskey of the Year. Was it 2020?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, um, crazy. Yeah, so it won best, best rye in the world, so yeah, it was, yeah pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, it was. We were pretty stoked that day. Um, And at first I thought it was like those comps are a bit weird that, you know, they have different categories. And then someone actually explained to me, no, 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 you like, you beat like the big dogs and everything, you know? And I'm like, whoa, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, but I mean, look, at the end of the day, we make whiskey because we love whiskey and and we want to share it. And, you know, it's easy to go out there and like take a whiskey like that and charge, you know, 500 bucks a bottle for it or whatever yep. um but yeah we try and keep it reasonable we just want people to drink it and enjoy it you know that's that's what whiskey is about sharing it with mates you know having having a good time so
0: so reasonable and it's it's seriously one of the most affordable value for money whiskeys like buy a country mile mate it's not even close especially australian whiskey um which can be super expensive at times and 700 mils dude it's absolutely crazy um great what do you think about this whiskey i know you like it <clears throat> I mean, yeah, and so when you said little nod to the US, I assume that was
1: quite a significant little wink. Picked up the the world's best rye because uh, that's not an easy gig to do, uh, mate. I'm stuck now. When you said vanilla ice cream, I can't get a lot lot more else than that. And I think, um, as you said before, it's one thing I know rye, and you mentioned it at the very very start is that it's it's a lot more rounded than your standard rye. Like I find some of the American ryes like a lot sharper those and can really get that you know that i guess that corny, like just that you can really smell um you pick up the grains and things whereas this one here like it's you keep going back to it you get something a little bit different and i think it's as, as you said it's just really well rounded and um yeah it's obviously very well put together but i love the fact mate that you you guys experiment um and you're prepared to give things a go you're sort of pushing the boundaries a bit because as a consumer like it's just exciting because you don't know what you're going to get and you know that the stuff that's going into it and the things that are going behind it um are excellent so prepared to give um yeah whatever you guys put out to go and breakfast whiskey shut the gate that's unbelievable yeah
2: yeah i, I really like your tasting notes sean as well like uh, ginger is definitely in there They're kind of almost like gingerbread or something like that and yeah a bit of that herbal character. I think they're, they're spot on tasting notes.
0: So for well, sure. Well, that's that's what you're going to get from me. Just a heads up, spot on <laughs> tasting notes. Um, all right. That's what the hat's for. That's what the hat's um, for, mate. We have a little a slight
1: rule which we should have let you know that there's uh, there's no hat, no say. So uh, we're taking whilst you're still we're taking things on board. But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll deliver.
0: All right, let's move on, mate. What's next? Should we do the single malt or the blasphemy?
2: I think let's do the single malt yeah let's do the single
0: malt sure. so now this is cool because I, you guys released the um the rye malt first is that right because i'm pretty sure it took a while for you guys to get the single malt out because i was like i love the rye malt when's like a single malt coming out and it was quite a while so when one came out got the ballad in and got my got my bottle very yeah. happy that, almost done so i'll top that up but yeah excited about this so tell us a bit about this one
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, single malt. Yeah, you're right. It did take a little while, um, but good things come to those who wait. Um, yeah, we. I guess it was really that when we started out, we were we were just having a bit of fun, and like the big thing for us was when we made a crack. Like we we started out and we were doing things in a fairly traditional kind of way, and then we just kept coming back to this question of why. Like, why are we using this? malt and why are we using this yeast and all the rest of it so we went through a pretty intensive like r&d phase learn a lot and what we really wanted to bring out to people like from the get-go like straight out of the gate with the single malt was was something that was really like showcased what what it was that we we'd been up to which was all these different types of barley um and and malt barley so we've got in here, different varieties, different roasting, and really trying to like showcase like the breadth and depth of what barley can do. Um, and mate, just to, just a butt in there,
1: like that's from that's different types from around the world. I think I read is that right? Like yeah. you're looking at Scottish, like German, the whole kitten caboodle.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this has got some Scottish peated malt in it, and um, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we had German stuff in there and everything, and really the thing was. To start with, we were like, right, let's find the best malt that we can possibly get. And as we've gone on that journey, we've been able to convince people locally to give us that stuff from Australia. Cause that's our goal, right? Like we're Australian distillers. Um, we want to talk about what it is to be an Australian, right? We don't want to be bringing stuff, dragging malt halfway around the world um, for us to use it here. The Scots have got a good thing going. We don't need to do the same thing. Um, but yeah, where we started with was was really trying to get the best, and so some of that sort of like I think about you know sort of amaretto, um, it's kind of like sweet spiced nut kind of thing. Some of that's that German malt that we use there, mm. uh, and we've managed to get um, some locally custom roasted stuff now that really that really kicks it and and does does it an even better job I think um, of it. We've also re- yeah. Sorry, go there. You go. Now you go. Yeah, we've also replaced that Scottish peated barley as well. So um, I'm sort of breaking the news a little bit early, but you'll see coming out really soon um, <laughs> some locally uh, smoked malt um, with some native woods, uh, which is going to be really exciting. Um, and so those are gonna, yeah, those are gonna kind of hit the hit the stage and and it kind of like a taste of what's to come. Um, I think we brewed we just brewed around. 40 tons of, of native wood smoked malt um, like a couple of weeks back. So, and it's looking really great. So yeah, all local now, but definitely to start with from all around the world.
0: Yeah, I get, um, look, this is a, I love this. As soon as it came out, I was pumped that it came out. I, like I said, jump straight on it. I get, he, I get a little bit of um, smoke. I get a lot of, right at the end, I get a lot of like um, coffee flavor, espresso flavor, um, which is delicious because I love coffee. Um, it's really creamy so it's got an awesome mouthfeel it's very oily the legs on my glass like super thick um, which is like makes it really nice to drink too um, yeah this is awesome again and again like you said before about you know it's a it's whiskey to drink with your mates it's super well priced I think 700 mils again and yeah Archie Rose is crushing it I think I'm, um, I'm super pumped to try the new batches that come out so just I just want to ask a question just out of interest as well with the batches that come out. Yeah. Are all the batches the same and they're just um, a new batch? Or is it like, is the profile of the barley different? What's the, what's the difference between the batches?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. We get the question a lot, actually. And it's, um, yeah, so, all right, take a breath. Don't get too excited. Um, <laughs> so my thing is that every batch of whiskey, whether it's Glenfiddich or, you know, Johnny Walker is very slightly different. Right, and so our thing is like philosophically is to just give everyone all the info, and I kind of love. So for, what I mean by that is you can actually pick up your bottle and go on the website, and you can see all of the casks that went into your batch. So we do a couple of things with that. We actually run a solera, so um, at least fifty percent of the batch, the next batch is is held. So let's say we'll make batch five. Uh, mm-hmm then we'll, we'll take a proportion out and then we'll, we'll add more, we'll add more cast to that. And then that'll go on and make six. Okay, and we'll cool. never kind of empty that kind of Solera. Um, so that's one thing. So there's actually a little bit of batch one in every single
0: batch from now until infinity. But I've got batch one. I'm drinking batch one. Oh, right. Oh, very cool. Yeah. that? Yeah. Batch one. I don't know if you can see that. But... Yeah. That's awesome, mate. Yeah. Well, I'm, per- I'm devastated it's nearly finished. But well, yeah, continue. Uh, do Withers is on there, if I look again closely on the bottle. Yeah, yeah. That's you. That's your name, mate. <laughs> right there.
1: Yeah, it's your, it's your bottle. Give it back to <laughs> Uh Mate, I'm very, just super impressed with this. I get, initially, to be honest, when I picked it up, I got a lot of lemon for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I, had, I wasn't expecting like a citrus sort of note. Um, But the more I've sort of come back to it a couple of times, I'm getting in like a mock-up on the nose, like, uh, which occasionally I delve into just on the odd occasion, but then um, it's like a vanilla, a vanilla slice or even an affogato just through those coffee notes, slight coffee notes. Um, but again, that milk chocolate, I don't think it's that dark for me, that dark chocolate, but more like a, um, yeah, like a really nice affogato to finish the evening. Where, I, where I'm going with that is that creamy mouth feel, feel again, like that ice cream. It's just, it's stained and it's just beautiful, which is what you want. Um, yeah, as Sean mentioned before, just very oily.
0: Mate, uh, it's fantastic. It's, oh, it's outstanding.
2: Yeah, I'm so. glad you guys like it,
0: yeah. I do have one question actually about the first batch, now that I've looked at it. It's, it's got the mash bill on it. Yeah. Um, chocolate is listed.
2: Yeah, in- chocolate malt. Yeah. Chocolate malt.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. So that's similar to um the Signet. The Lama Energy Signet has a bit of chocolate malt in it.
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I'm
0: getting that. I'm getting that, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we use heaps of different malts. Um, actually this year we'll have done 13 different malts. So yeah, really? we're making things a little bit differently now. We kind of distill each of the malts separately. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah. So we'll have kind of 13 unique spirits that are all in barrel. We do
0: you, do you have a favorite batch that you brought out? Like do you have a personal favorite that you like really not, not that you're not proud of all of them that you're super psyched about?
2: Um, I don't really have a favorite, no. So they should all be really pretty similar. It's okay. kind of like, um, you know, I think about it like Avila or a You yep. know, how they all have different batches, and they're very slightly different, but really, you know, when you reach from an Avila or a it's going to be pretty much the same, same spirit. Yeah. Um, yep. kind of the same for us. So yeah.
1: That's good. And like when you're choosing those different multi how how are you? How are those decisions happening?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we we've learned a lot but to start with it was it was pretty basic hey we just stick something in and uh, stick it into the mash and um see if we we run into trouble or not um that was really it and then we kind of learned a few things along the way um a lot of technical kind of things and you know how things distill, and the yield is terrible like so i'll give i'll give you some stats but so Standard distiller's malt, you'll get 400 pure litres a ton, right? So you don't need to know what that means, but just take 400 as a figure. For chocolate malt, we get four. Oh, we're out. Me? Hey. Yeah. So for us, using all these specialty malts and so on increases the price, but for us, we do it because the flavour is great. It's the same with the rye. I mean, it, rye is a, a pain in the neck, but we do it because it's like it's an awesome grain. So... And you just gotta stick by that kind of stuff. Yeah. You
1: don't, you just
0: you do not drop the chocolate malt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's cool. So that takes us to our final one for the tasting. This is the blasphemy Archie Rose Crossfits St. Ali or St. Ali. How do you yeah it's an Ali, yep. yeah. Yep. Cool. So tell us a bit about this. This is obviously a new one you guys brought out this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look, this one's a bit of fun. It was, you know. Um, we had we've always we've always loved this idea of you know coffee and you guys are picking up a lot of those kind of coffee and mocha notes in the single mold. and so we're like well how cool would it be if we actually just added coffee um, not like a whiskey liqueur or anything like that there's no sugar in it or any sweetener or anything like that it was just literally bringing great tasting coffee and what we think is pretty classy whiskey together and and seeing what we can make of it. And it was a massive rabbit hole. When we started talking to the guys at Sonali, you know, they sent us all these samples, and um, the guys are in the, you know, smelling it all. And there's, you know, fruit flavors on this one, and floral things on this, and all the rest of it. And so, yeah, we managed to bring them together. And it was just about like showing the coffee, um, like getting the coffee in there, but also letting the the whiskey do a fair bit of talking as well. So. Yeah, yeah. those guys in that's- Melbourne,
1: they're, they're legends, so, yeah. Yeah, it would have been hard hard to pick because, like, those sort of brewers with the coffee as well, there's that many different tasting notes, so choosing the right one would have been a great process,
0: but difficult, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, um, a few of the guys got pretty hyped up, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, um, We've done a podcast on this before, um. A bit of a review we didn't give it a score actually because we we've got a reputation for giving very harsh scores so we didn't give it a score um but i what i love like what you said just there is it's not a whiskey liqueur it's not a coffee liqueur it's still a whiskey um, and it just has a bit of extra of those yeah coffee notes um a little bit of extra chocolate even i guess as well um, yeah that's that's i think that's what you guys did really well like i think i would have been disappointed if it wasn't a whiskey and it was more like Rose is involved in like a whiskey because i love that it's still a whiskey and i got two i got two bottles of it i nearly finished one um yeah this is my midweek like i don't know like when i've had a rough day i i usually bought myself one of these to be honest um i don't have any rough days so i don't want you know don't feel sorry for me but when i do have them i always reach for this um my wife loves this one loves this one as well um, I think I've recommended this to a few people too who are just getting into whiskey who I know love coffee um, because I think it's a really good entry. Like, I usually would recommend or when I do it, like, people get onto like Irish whiskey or something triple distilled. But if I know they love coffee, I always tell them to try this first. I give them a sample or um, get them to buy a bottle. I've had a few people buy a bottle, so no problems about that. But um, the uh, yeah, they love it it's a really good entry point for whiskey i think if you like coffee this is like the one to jump onto straight away because it just enhances the single malt and then i think you can go to the single malt and you can pick up some of those flavors after trying the one the blasphemy yeah it's cool i mean
2: i think you know i don't know what it is but i think a lot of like coffee lovers and whiskey lovers like a lot of coffee lovers love whiskey and a lot of whiskey lovers love coffee i don't know what it is like maybe because they're drinking too much coffee in the morning and they've got to calm themselves down. <laughs> I don't know what it
1: is. Or well, but- the other way, after you've had a big night on whiskey, you needed coffee to pick yourself back up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they work interchangeably. I think it's a great relationship. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't think unless I had a, a quick sample of yours, Sean, at some stage, but I've gone into this thinking, uh, like you sort of mentioned that it's not, which it is, and obviously you sort of know what's happening there, but uh, that it'd be a bit more liqueur um, sort of style. Uh, and then I thought well, maybe it's sort of a good one to throw into a, a cocktail, like an espresso martini or something similar, but that's absolutely punching um, well enough to just have on its own. That's, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah. And like when you breathe, like just after a breathe out and it sits with you, it really does, um, yeah, it tastes like th- just those, um, that sort of finish of just finishing a coffee, like a nice, really, um, really good long black. Yeah, it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, it's great, great to hear you guys are into it. Yeah.
0: It's funny when I think I'm people that like espresso, particularly like whiskey, because I feel like espresso is similar to whiskey in that, you know, you can pick up different notes in different espressos. And I've been part of heaps of like different um, clubs of coffee, like I have been of whiskey now. And and um, yeah, you can get all the tasting notes. And I feel like whiskey is like an adult's version of that or grown up's version like that. So it doesn't surprise me that they go really well together. And I'm actually surprised that, um, you know, because I really like that. So I started trying to look up who else is making this, like who else is making like a whiskey that tastes a bit like coffee or, or using coffee. And there's not that many around, um, which which does surprise me.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we just, as you, you guys now, we really didn't want to go into that um, like liqueur kind of territory because, I mean, there's enough people making great quality liqueurs out there. We don't need to add another one. And particularly, you know, some of the whiskey in there is like five years old. So we haven't waited that long to, to go stick a bunch of sugar in there, and you know, to be honest as well, if we wanted to hide, like sugar, sugar masks flavor a bit. We wanted to hide behind either the whiskey or the coffee. We, that's an easy solution, but yeah, we didn't want to do that. So
0: it's awesome, mate. We um, yeah, that's that's awesome. You guys are doing some great things. Have you got any um, well, no exclusives, but anything in the pipeline? Anything coming out? That you guys have been playing around with that? You're excited to to uh to see the people drink. We've already got one
1: we've already got the the scots are being punted See out of Braveheart. you're gone so, i mean we're happy with that if you want to do another two or three that's also welcome yeah
2: yeah look there's a couple of things coming up we've actually got a lot in the pipeline so yeah we're we've got a little bit of fun going on with our um with our smoke profile which is going to be great um which i kind of mentioned before and um that'll be really really cool to get out there and finally talk about um i'll give you one other one we've actually got a rye coming out um, in a sherry cask and a pair cask oh, nice. um, so that that'd be really cool so that one um we had a bit of fun with the name so it's um it's kind of comes with the story so we we called it whiskey gone awry um and so literally the guys uh on the tools accidentally filled rye into an apparel cask a sherry cask accidentally uh, not just one like they they did it like 24 barrels or something like that and there's another chocolate it's fine he keeps his job and then and then if that wasn't bad enough they did that two more times um down the track so it's actually going to be a little mini series where we've got sort of three three sets of rye whiskey in from a pericast so that's a bit of fun
0: yeah that's that's awesome that's that's exciting i'm excited to try that actually because I mean what a what a balls up how i mean I, I'm interested to see how they um balls it up three times and I mean how long did it take for someone to pick that up so that's that's um that's hilarious uh that'll be tasty to drink we um yeah look we're conscious of your time, so we really appreciate you giving it up tonight um yeah it's been awesome. we love chatting whiskey and and someone who knows what they're talking about um and these are three absolutely fantastic whiskeys, whiskey so we're uh, yeah, we're stoked that you gave up your time, Greg. I know we've got a couple of questions to close out, a couple of favourites. Let's get into them. A
1: couple of favourites. Uh, I'm happy to go first. I'll mix mine up slightly, Sean, so just to put you under, under a bit of pressure. So if you if you had one whiskey um, to go out with, you're not allowed to drink that bottle, um, and then your time's up. What uh, what are you going out with? What's your swan song whiskey?
2: Oh, swan song. It's got to be like a '70s more or something, just oh. just more Town. It's got to be that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. Perfect. Good <laughs> choice. That's 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 the question because that's my question. So, Greg's just <laughs> taking that off me. <laughs> i just want to see if you're listening, Sean. If I want to see if you're involved in the podcast, yeah. you've taken my right. question off me. Right. So I'll
1: give you the next one. That Sean obviously has not done his homework for. If you were a whiskey, you yourself as a master distiller and professional uh, drinker, if you were a whiskey. You're on the shelf. What are you? Oh,
2: um, I think I'm like a car strength Isla. And, uh, Aggressive. Yeah, not for everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. I've enjoyed that, mate. Some of the some of the answers that come out of a class that's outstanding, mate. You're you're definitely for our listeners. That's for sure. It's been. It's been unreal. Again, just Sean, to really do appreciate your time. A um, couple of exclusives there, and uh, cannot reckon, uh, recommend enough to um, all three of those are just outstanding. I know stocks hard to get sometimes, um, but by the sounds, it was shipping plenty of grain in. So um, we look forward to that getting getting the glasses soon. Right.
0: Thanks, Thank so you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it, um, whiskey fans. Um, go buy yourself some mushrooms. Nice Thanks for
2: having me.